Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here are your hosts, Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal. Hey, welcome to Faith Marketplace, where we equip entrepreneurs, small business owners, and creatives with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God with gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. And boy, have we got a show for you today. Well, just to refresh your memory, I'm Bob Lambert. I'm both the co-host of Faith Marketplace and the founding partner of the Samurai Business Group. We offer entrepreneurs, individuals, small mid-market companies, and their teams advanced business development and sales skills training. Most of our clients report that they have doubled or tripled their top-line revenue within 12 to 18 months. At Samurai Business Group, we're here to put the win back in your sales. Well, listen, I've got the opportunity today, I've been jonesing for this interview for months now, to introduce you to uh, my guest today is Aaron Shear. He is the president of Centershot Ministries, and that can be found at centershot.org. And Aaron has also got, he's got the combo. He's got the trifecta going. He was a business owner, he's a pastor, and now he's a ministry leader that has coupled up with a major organization. Uh, and you're just going to love what we got to say today. Aaron, welcome. Hey, Bob. It's great to be with you. Thank you. Boy, we've had a lot of fun just talking about your background and everything else you got going on. So, but, uh, you know, I love the quote that you sent to me uh, today. Why don't you share that with the audience? Well, got a couple of them here, but um, doing ministry at the speed of trust uh, is is one of the things that I really love, um, and and really just uh, stepping into that and and walking through that, it just it reminds me that I can't go at my pace. I've got to trust God with His pace. Yeah, I love that. The other one too is establishing true flight and receive the riser. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what brings it to archery. And that's really um, the establishing true flight is it comes from center shot. Center shot is an archery term. It's the vertical relationship and the horizontal relationship to a bow riser. That's what the arrow has to pass through that intersection. It's like a crosshairs on a rifle. That arrow has to pass through that crosshair, that intersection to establish true flight. So center shot we're helping you with your vertical relationship and your horizontal relationship so that you can have true flight in life. That's great. Well, I want to give the audience a true taste of this guy we've got on here, Aaron Shirk, because he's got a lot going on. So, Aaron, let me take you all the way back, you know, to growing up as a kid. You grew up in a Christian family? Well, you know, my, my family was not um, – we were pretty rural where we lived in the, in the foothills in the mountains of Colorado. And there wasn't a lot of churches around, but my dad, um, he invested in us what he could, what he had, what was given to him, he gave to us. So we had a, um, a small beginning, but it was pointed in the right direction. Okay. Well, living out in nature, like you did out there in the foothills of the Colorado Rockies, you know, you had to have some appreciation also of God's majesty, right? Oh, my goodness. I feel like that's where I fell, fell in love with really spending 
time outdoors and being drawn to something bigger. I was I was feeling God's pull. You would say he right. he he lets us know he's there through his creation, right? Right, absolutely. So, grew, growing up in in, uh, in Colorado, so well, tell us the rest of the story. You had a business. Tell us about the business that you you founded. Well, and. From Colorado, I uh, my dad was in a construction business there, and and I kind of learned a little bit of that through that. But as I went to college and um, was moving out on my own, I just felt that um, flooring business was really a fit for me. I liked um, doing tile and and hardwood, and um, that business was really at the same time I was really getting serious with my relationship with God. I, mm. I had a uh, come to Christ and that business now I was dedicating that to the Lord and and that's really where he taught me how to do ministry. You know, tile laying is you're on your knees a lot. It's mm-hmm. one at a time and it can be messy. Well, yep. <laughs> that's a lot like ministry too, right? <laughs> well, it's like a lot, that's like our Christian walk, right? <laughs> that's true. That's true. We're on our knees, especially if you're a business owner. <laughs> That's right. right. So help me understand how that transition happened. For how did you get that? Was there some magic moment or what stuff you were reading that you connected the dots between work and faith? You know, really, it came back to um, one of my fishing buddies. Um, that's kind of how my story, how I came to Christ, is through oh. a fishing buddy. But then he just not only led me to Christ, he he poured into me. He invested in me, um, me and my wife met with him and his wife for a year every Friday night. And it was get out the Bible, have something to eat. And the discipleship process really was him imparting his life into mine. And I think that wisdom is where a lot of that came from. Wow. So how'd you migrate to Wisconsin? That's what I want to know from the the Rocky Mountains. (laughs) Right. Normally it's the other way around, right? Right. My dad was originally from the Green Bay, Wisconsin area, and okay. we had a ranch in Colorado, and we had um, sold that ranch and, and moved back. My grandparents had a business, and they needed my dad's help, so he came back and helped them with their business, and then I finished high school and went on to college here, and I, I there were no more mountains here in Wisconsin, so I was... <laughs> I was looking for anything. That's when I became a fisherman, really just wanted to be outdoors a lot. And there's a lot of water, a lot of great fishing here. And I started fishing bass tournaments all over the state and then the region. And then one day I'm fishing a tournament in North Alabama. And that's when I met this fishing buddy who ended up leading me to Christ. So um, that's that story of from I'm kind of a geographical misfit. I've been all these different places, you know. I love it. <laughs> well, folks, we're going to give you a little taste of what's coming up here because you're going to have to pay attention. You're going to have to text us at 224-404-1988. And I'm going to hold off a little bit for the next segment and tell you what you're going to get. But you're going to really want to put that number down, 224-404-1988, because we've got some great stuff for you today. Uh, you know, Aaron, one of the things, too, I think that we want to cover is that business, that tile business you had. When you talked about this mentor that you had in, in, in development, this whole style, how did that – when did you really get it that you need to do that with your team? Because you had a, a, you had a pretty good-sized business going, right? Well, it started out just with myself, and um, there was a lot of process of really I was trained to let the Word of God be – Uh, that light onto my path. It was, it was every day, you know, um, 
spend time in the word and those decisions that I saw I had to make and the wisdom that was coming from the word. And I just believed that, you know, God is who he says he is and he's interested in your business and he wants to guide you and he wants to give you wisdom. And sure enough, amazing things started to happen. And I just, I just took him at his word and I kept it simple and I would ask him about, you know, all sorts of different decisions and, and the wisdom was just, um, coming through the word. And I just believed it. I just trusted in it. And little by little, I began to see more and more that he's very interested in my business. And if I was going to dedicate this business to him, I needed to invest and pour into the, my employees, just like my fishing buddy was pouring into me. Right. That's what I was beginning to see. Yeah. So what did you find? What, what manifests itself out of doing that for your employees? What did you, you see happen? What did God do there? Well, we grew to um, from just myself to um, probably five different crews were going. And I, I started to see some of those crew members were coming to Christ. They were growing in their faith. And so I would use guys from church or from wherever that needed work and I'd put them to work. And then it was an opportunity to minister to them. So I just, right. I just let God bring them. And then I just <laughs> was faithful to pour into them. And then, right. um, from there it grew on. And as the business grew, what I began to see is I started to see, I was going to be going into ministry full time somewhere. So wow. I started grooming these guys to, to take on and take some ownership of the business. And we serviced about five major general contractors. And over the time, those crews um, still some today are in that business, still doing tile for those general contractors. They wow. own their own business now because of that. Wow. Well, that's a great story that you can pass something like that on. That was God-centered. That's uh, boy. That's a manifestation of seeing how God can really work. You know, when you do that. Well, just your your story alone, what that did for you, how that transformed you as a human being, but more importantly, how you got led and led that into your business. Because you know that's what this show is about. You know, connecting faith and work, and how do you integrate that? Uh, you know, and a lot of people are it, it, trying to figure it out. And there's a lot of ministries out there and a lot of help for that kind of thing. But um, you know, you don't know what you don't know, right? That's just it. <laughs> and, you know, and oftentimes we try to bifurcate our life. You know, church is one thing, our faith is one thing, and work is something else. But they're they're inexorably linked to each other without question. And you've seen the firsthand the power of that. And what we'd like to dig into in the next segment, I want to hear about that transformation into being a pastor. <laughs> I think that will intrigue our audience because we're seeing more and more of that now out there in, in the faith marketplace where uh, there are folks coming out of business and going into pastoral work. So uh, whether that be executive pastors or whatever. Well, folks, you're going to want to stay tuned for this next segment because Aaron's going to share how you can have fun with a powerful tool to share the gospel and make new friends. Listen, get out there and check us out also at faithmarketplace.com. We've got plenty of resources out there. And, you know, Jennifer and I would like to hear from you. So text us, too, at 224-404-1988. Even if you just send us an emoji, let us know what's going on. We're looking for guests for the shows coming up this next year. If you've got some suggestions for us or ideas or you want to be a guest, please let us know. And then we got all kinds of goodies to give away. So if you text us and just ask us for, hey, give me a gift, we'll be more than happy to send you something from our gift bag down here. But, again, get out there and check us out at faithmarketplace.com. 
and all those resources. Also, by the way, there's this little donation page out there, too. If, there, if you've got a couple extra beans left over, uh, we, we appreciate that. We're going to be right back with our next segment. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here again on Faith Marketplace. Again, I'm Bob Lambert, my co-host. Jennifer is taking a little time off. And we're here with our special guest today, Aaron Shear. He is the president of Centershot Ministries. We're going to give you a little bit more of that. And uh, go out and check it out, centershot.org. And Aaron, uh, where we left off a little bit was you had this tile company, you developed it, God led you into it, you were discipling your employees, and you felt this stronger pull towards ministry. So why don't you connect the dots for us? What happened there? Well, as I was starting out in the tile industry, in the tile business, it was really evident from the very beginning God was involved in it. I mean, I was at the point where I was in between jobs and I just said, Lord, if you'll just tell me what to do, I'll do it. Well, in my daily reading that morning was in Ezekiel and it was take the tile and lay it before thee. And (laughs) I mean, how much clearer can you get, right? Uh, So from the very beginning, God was just really interested in every single part of the business. And I just really, I mainly just was wandering around without a clue, but God was positioning (laughs) me and he was guiding me and connecting me with the right jobs just at the right time and bringing the right people. So much of that, I look back now, I mean, it was, um, it was the people he brought around me really that uh, helped me for, for instance, my wife was a, was a CPA. Well, you know, that, that was a major help when you're developing and, you know, growing a business. Right. So from that to, uh, we could do a whole nother show on family dynamics and business. That's a whole nother one. <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> really, we both learned to trust God and he became our security and he became our guide. And, um, it just really started to become evident that this was preparation for something more. Ah, and okay. That's when our heart, you know, I was getting where the business was, was doing well and it was, you know, the, the people were in place and I had more and more time to help out at church. And pretty soon I was helping manage the sports leagues and um, working in the children's ministry. And that's where my heart began to change. So I think it was a process over time, but God's mm-hmm. leading all the way. <laughs> Okay. So <clears throat> you had the business tile business for about 10 years and you transitioned over into full-time ministry then, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So again, you took on a lot of responsibility at the church you were going to, right? Well, and this church is um, uh, still in our lives today. It's a great mm-hmm. part of Center Shot. Um, they still support um, our ministry and, and it's just amazing to see their example of developing people, reaching people, and then investing in them and developing them. So it's the DNA of what I was taught and trained was to reach people and then you invest in them. So they were investing in me and brought me on staff. And I was a children's pastor and grew with that team and staff and those mentors. And eventually, after about seven years at that church, my family and I realized we were being sent out back to the north and that ended up being back to green bay to help do church planning and help churches get healthy here in wisconsin so wow he reached us and raised us up in this little town in north alabama and then he sent us back out 
And it's always been about joining him where he's at work and just letting him develop us for what he wants to do. We've learned that what he has for us is so much better than what we could have come up with. Wow. So you did a church plant up there in Green Bay then? We've been helping uh, different church plants here. Uh, before I took on with Center Shot, probably about 11 different church plants in the area. We just come and support them all throughout here, Wisconsin. Um, one of my roles here was to be the state coordinator for the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. And mm. that just really put us in place with supporting and encouraging a lot of churches and um, just coming alongside of them and, and helping them and just bringing some manpower to some wore out church planners and pastors. And Yeah, no kidding. I think yeah. that's where really I learned the the outreach side and where center shot first I started was a practitioner first. So we can get mm -hmm. into that later on, but yeah. Well, here's what I think that, you know, the audience might be interested in is you made this transition from being a business owner into a pastor. How did your business background and what you learned through business contribute to becoming a pastor? Well, I think along the way I was, I was, Use, learning from great people, doing business with great people. Um, I could see God bringing um, mentors around me and, and how they use their business to glorify God. And that was a major influence. And in, in they saw God working and moving in my life. And they, they would encourage me to say, you know, make sure you're doing this business for the right reasons and the right motives. Because I wanted to be somebody so desperately. That's, I think, why I was chasing so many different things early on in my life. And I just began to realize that being God's son and being called to his purposes, that's the greatest thing there is to be. So right. I just let him take over from there. Yeah. So those skills that you learned in running a business, how do those parallel with it be, you know, being in, in uh, ministry? A lot of leadership skills, a lot of... Um, uh, relational skills and learning, you know, how to treat people. If your business is doing business right and you're treating people right, it's a lot like ministry. Um, mm -hmm. Got to be patient. Um, it's not, you know, always about the bottom line. I think your business is your first mission field and right. you're treating it as a mission field. The bottom line and those things, yes, you have to be cautious and careful and, and plan for those, but it begins to take care of itself. Did you help those ministers that you were mentoring and that you coming alongside in the, in the church planning and all that thing and with your business background, did you help them relationally with business people? Did you help them to understand that, you know, business is ministry and how do you talk to that, you know, to a business owner about that? That's great insight, Bob. Um, you're, you have a unique position when you do ministry and you're totally um, in the church world, you sometimes can miss what a business leader is going through and the business right. leaders i know that are that are giving their business to god they're walking totally by faith and sometimes they're seeing god work and move in amazing ways just in time it seems you know and i started to to ask questions like you know in our church and our meetings i remember they were looking at me this young <laughs> kid and you know it's kind of, what kind of question is that i said well if i did things this way in my business i'd be out of business in a week. Why are we doing it this way? So I asked some hard questions and it was good. Right. It made us think about some things. Um, right. But then it also, um, I think it was so beneficial in both cases, but you know, 
there's a lot of emotional driven or ident- I call it, um, you know, in church world, sometimes we can have identity management mm-hmm. and that's not always the best way to lead. Right. Um, I think yeah. that the thing with Jesus, he was, he had um, this genuineness and this gentleness about him that um, even though he had to say hard things, you knew he was for you. And right. He could tell you the right things, so you could. Well, you know the the whole idea of bringing work and faith together, like you you, you know, I, I quote Billy Graham a lot. You know, the, he said that the revive the next revival in this country is going to be in the marketplace, not in the four walls of churches, and so really helping people, pastors, and and ministry understand that uh, work is ministry. You know that we we spend more time at work than we do actually any other activity, and that is a wonderful opportunity. I learned that through you know the C twelve group when I was in. I didn't realize, you know, the average small business owner has influence over fifteen hundred people. Mm. That's bigger than most churches. When you look at you know the employees, the customers, and the vendors that you interface with, right? And in your case, general contractors, all these other people, when you can be the hands and feet of Christ in a situation like that. That has a tremendous amount of influence. And, of course, the other thing, uh, this guy, God, what did he do for the first six days, right? He worked. You know, what was the first job description he handed out? That was to Adam, right? right. <laughs> and then this guy, Jesus, where did he get his disciples from? You know, the vast majority of them were from the marketplace. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, and I think what I learned is my identity was not in what I did. And I think right. in church world, we, I, I went through a phase of, after being a pastor for a while where, I felt like, what would I do if I, I can't do anything other than be a pastor. I mean, I would be stepping backwards. No, that's not the case. Um, I think um, we get tied to our identity and identity really just needs to be in Christ. Yeah. And and rest in that. And then we have everything we need. We don't have to manufacture anything. And um, by moving from a business leader uh, to a pastor, I, I, I went down in some pay, uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, you went up in eternal reward though. <laughs> right. There was, and really, you know, I, I think because God was developing and training me in ministry all along for me, there wasn't a lot of big changes because I was doing ministry at work and, uh, it fit. So, Okay. Well, listen, folks, I told you before I was going to tease you, you got to text us at 224-404-1988. And everybody and anybody that does that is going to get some freebies today uh, from CenterShot. You're going to get a free training video for the CenterShot Lifeboat. Uh, free ministry planner to download uh, for interested listeners. So, uh, real quick in the in a couple in the minute we have left here, why don't you tell them what the the free ministry planner is, real quick? Okay, the free ministry planner is for those listeners that are interested and said, you know, I, I love archery. I could see how this could be a great outreach for our church. I've been thinking about you know doing something unique like this. What do I? Where do I start? The free ministry planner is a great starting point. It it asks you some key questions so that we can help you uh, use the resources that we offer uh, in a great way. Um, okay, you can share it with your pastor and go through it with him and look at what are the costs, what are the leadership needs, what are what are the um, points there. So okay, we'll help them great. With that. 
Listen, you guys want to stay tuned because you're going to find out how archery is one of the fastest growing sports in the world. Seven million just over a decade ago to more than 23 million today. And Aaron is really, we're going to really dive into what is this center shot ministry? Genesis bow that's behind this that is really supporting this ministry. And really, I got to tell you something, folks. You got to get a hold of this one. So stay tuned. We're going to be right back with our special guest, Aaron Shear. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with our special guest, Aaron Shear, the president of Centershot Ministries. That's at centershot.org. And uh, we teased you a little bit how archery is becoming one of the fastest growing sports in the world, 7 million just over a decade ago to more than 23 million today. So, Aaron, why is that relevant? What in the heck is Center Shot all about? Let's really let, let our, um, our listeners know how awesome this ministry is. Well, it is amazing to be a part of this, this sport growing at this rate and to see God using it to, to bring people into his kingdom. I think where it started really was um, through an organization called NASP, National Archery in the Schools Program. Um, that organization started in Kentucky, and it grew so fast they, they thought it could be the Kentucky archery program, but every state wanted to get part of that. So National Archery in the Schools program launched uh, early on in two th- 2002 timeframe, somewhere in there. And then a few years later, Centershot launched because the organization of NASP realized there's only so many schools and they had partnered with Genesis Archery, uh, which is a company of Matthews Archery. And they realized boy, sometimes the gym space isn't always available. What if the archery could be happening in the local church and then those kids that were shooting in the school program that couldn't get gym time, maybe they could shoot at their local church and and get connected there. So it really became a vision of Genesis Archery and NASP and some of the other partners and said, wow, NASP is doing for the local schools what Centershot could do for the local churches. Let's let's kick this off. And that's really where it started. Wow. The same style of international archery. So there's no, it's exactly the same uh, for the student. They get trained the same. The instructor training is the same. So it's it just works seamlessly be- between the two. Yeah. So <clears throat> help me understand now you're taking it in, they're taking it into public schools. Are you a part of that taking it into public schools or is that NASP? So NASP goes into the public school. We take that okay. same program and prepare it and take it into the local church. So we okay. partner and we host together the national tournament. So the center shot and NASP national tournament is held every year in Louisville, Kentucky. And, uh, I'll throw 2020 out, but in 2019, <laughs> uh, right at 15,000 archers shot in that national tournament in three days. Wow. Wow. It, now, you know, archery sounds like a dangerous sport. So how do you, how do you take the danger out of this? Well, it, it's really funny when the National in- Insurance Institute looks at dangerous sports, archery is the second safest sport next to table tennis. <laughs> and, and I don't know about you, but I've been part of some pretty heated uh, ping pong games. Yeah, know? really. <laughs> um, but there's no concussions in archery. There's no twisted ankles, blown out knees. There's none of that because what NASP has done is they've taken instruction from the U.S. Olympic team on international 
uh, style archery, and they've brought that same process. You know, at our national tournament, we have a thousand kids on the line shooting every 75 minutes, and it's all wow. done by whistle commands. It's all done. Everybody is perfectly trained, mm-hmm. and it's amazing that the process built in builds in the safety. So archery is just safe. It's fun. You meet new friends and that's why it's grown so rapid. You don't have to be the fastest, the jump, the highest to get into archery. Anybody can do it. Well, I saw too in your video where even uh, special needs kids can get involved in this, you know, and that was really uh, heartfelt, you know, seeing some of the stuff there, but it, what's the age range for these kids to do this? So for NASP competitions, it's fourth through 12th grade center shot. We, uh, we have a little bit more flexibility. We can, we can go a little bit younger down to seven years old and we have women's league, men's leagues, couples, seniors league. So we say seven to 97, you can shoot in center shot. <laughs> I love it. And, and <clears throat> center shots very intentional because you're using this as a di- discipleship type of an opportunity, right? Absolutely. So, you know, the scriptures are full of archery terms and Mm -hmm. we can introduce people to archery and at the same time, introduce them to the gospel. And then as we're instructing this 11 step archery process, we get to start to spend, we spend time with them on a journey that we can invest in them. Just like I was prepared when I was young. That is awesome. I just love the whole idea of it. It's a, a great clean sport. The other thing, too, is you don't, the equipment and all that stuff. And how big do the facility have to be to set up one of these things? Really, we see most of the NASP schools shoot right in their gymnasium. Um, right. You can shoot outside. Uh, that's fine, too. You just have to have some space for that. There's there's a there's an equipment package, and Genesis really helps um, drive that package and support the logistics behind that for NASP and CenterShot. They are a mm-hmm. major player behind the scenes, and they've they've really helped universalize. So the Genesis bow is what mm-hmm. really makes all this possible. It's a universal draw length bow that fits anyone. Normally, a bow is draw length specific. The the Genesis universal bow allows my son who's eleven to shoot, and I can pick it up and I can shoot it as an adult and it just is so usable for any age well that grows the availability and then it moves on from there (laughs) well you know the other thing too is the symbol symbolism of the bow itself so uh share a little bit about that as far as god you know the gospel and and using it that way so in center shot we have what we call the center shot life bow and it tells the story of life it's from the life giver um you know in a bow there's a couple really key parts the handle that you hold on to that's called the riser and the grip is placed there but then you have the limbs you have a a, a, a compound cam these are compound bows and a string so what we do is we developed a story around receiving the riser so the riser is where all the strength and forgiveness comes from in a bow. Well, the same is true about the one who rose on the third day. He's the yep. riser. I love it. I and love you it. Receive that. You just draw him to you and receive it. Well, before so, I get away from here, you got another thing that you shared with me I thought was just fantastic, how you're working with law enforcement. So share a little bit about that with our audience as to what you're doing there. So... One of the things, and this may be where we get more into our roundtable discussion about this principle, um, 
one of the roles that I've had the last five years is, is a chaplain for the sheriff's department here in Brown County. And just being able to see what they deal with and go through and the incredible people that they are, I just really gained a whole new respect that I just had no idea about the caliber of people that we have in our law enforcement. So I really just began to, you know, sit in on these critical incident debriefings and I wasn't even there, but I'd be listening to what was happening. And I just said, you know, how's everybody doing? And everybody was kind of like, well, I'm fine, fine. I said, well, I'm not fine. I wasn't even there. I just heard about it. I'm not fine. I'm going to go out of the archery range and shoot. I got to go do something. Well, pretty soon some of them started joining me. And that's where this ministry idea became where we've been doing a pilot the last four years and it's been amazing to see. So we're launching center shot blue um, to, to really open center shot blue outposts around the country. And we had no idea what was going to happen this year, but God positioned us just perfectly. So, yeah, I, I can imagine with all the things that were going on around the country that this is really something. Now, again, there's a center shot blue. What's the significance of the blue part of that? Well, in in the normal center shot program that we take to churches, there's a real key message in that. And that is sin itself is an archery term. It means to miss the mark. Okay. um, As we introduce kids to that, they begin to see their need for a savior. Well, in center shot blue, it really started out as um, specifically for um, the Blue kind of represents first responders in law enforcement, but we really begin to see that on a bow, there is a string and it has serving that is extra material that's placed in the high risk area. And it's called serving. And I just right. saw the correlation of serving and protecting in the high risk areas. Well, that serving can come fr- become frayed and unraveled. Well, that's a picture of what's happening just in these, whether you're military, first responder, high stress level jobs. Our bodies just aren't designed for that. And you've got to have some healthy processing. Well, getting around an archery range, shooting together, there's just a therapeutic nature to that. And then we can take that and also teach those officers how to bring that into their community center in the high risk areas at their boys and girls club, wherever they might see a need and they can start to rebuild trust by introducing a unique sport that maybe kids and adults didn't get a chance to go and be a part of. What kind of results real quickly have you seen Aaron, out of this uh, effort that you're making with these first responders and the law enforcement folks, have you seen anybody coming to Christ at all? Yeah. So the, the real thing is we meet officers where they're at and then right. We, we work through a process called the RPMs. So on your car dashboard, you have um, the RPMs and the mm-hmm. R for us stands for relationally, how you doing? And we do a check-in, you know, mm-hmm. and then we have the P physically, how you doing? Are you um, self-medicating in an unhealthy way or, you know, how you doing? And then the M's is mentally and emotionally, how you holding up? What are you going through? And then the S RPMs plural is spiritually where you at. Ah, that's how we get there. We don't start with that, but we move into that. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, I remind you again, guests, uh, listeners on the show, Texas at 224-404-1988. 
and everyone is going to get a free training video from Center Shop Bo, all the listeners, free ministry planner, so you get a little bit more to be able to do this kind of ministry at your own church. But our special prize for one listener, you got to text us again, and the keyword is Life Bo. So text us at 224-404-1988 with the keyword Life Bo, and one a listener is going to get a free bow. Now that's a that's a great value, and you just heard a little bit about what that bow represents. So I really want to strongly encourage you to do that. Now you're going to want to stay tuned here because uh, Aaron and I are going to be back, and we're going to roundtable a subject. Aaron, what are we roundtabling? Uh, doing ministry at the speed of trust. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Well, I'm back here with my special guest, Aaron Shear. He's the president of Centershot Ministries. And you can see that at centershot.org. I really encourage you to get out there. And Aaron and I are going to roundtable. Aaron, what are we going to roundtable again? A doing ministry at the speed of trust. All right. Why don't you lead us off, buddy? What's that mean? Well, I... You know, learning a lot of business and learning to do ministry out of my business, I think that trust became such a um, key part of the success and just doing what you said you were going to do. And that that is becoming harder and harder to find. So for me, as in ministry, I'm working with um, a lot of uh, whether it's a new church or whether it's a new agency on a police department. And there's a lot of suspicion uh, around, can I trust this person? Mm-hmm. And I think if we're going to be trustworthy, the first place we have to start in that is, am I trusting God? And that's really where I would start first with that. Yeah. Now, obviously, uh, I love the topic because that's the speed of trust, because that's a great book. Uh, I've used it. I, I do speaking on that as far as what that means. And, and I think the illustration I love the most is building a trust tree, you know, at the very roots of that tree, you know, uh, and we uh, you re- represent that through an oak tree because it's one of the strongest trees that we have in North America. And the roots are deep. And so that starts with integrity, would you say? And then that trunk of that tree is more intention. You know, what's your intention? And, uh, and that really is speaks to, you know, any topic, uh, you know, as being authentic, authentic and be intentional about your authenticity. Once you get up into the foliage of the tree, now that gets into, you know, the, the part of this is competency, right? And then competency leads to, you know, what your skill sets, how you're doing, and then the, the results that you get through that. So to your point, you know, being trustworthy, I think is one, it's an old fashioned term. You don't hear it much anymore. You know, what does that mean to be trustworthy? Well, I think for me, where I really began to see God dealing with me uh, in this area was uh, I was trying to achieve and earn so many things. Um, my motives weren't always right. And sometimes yep. I didn't know if they were right. I may have had good intentions, but um, <laughs> it took me a while of in really inviting people into my life, helping me discover why I do what I do. I had to trust some people for me, for my own growth. I mean, I'm a great guy if I don't have to work with anybody because <laughs> in my head <laughs> I can say, you know, but as I start to lead people, I've got to, I've got to be able to be open and trusting to have some feedback or I'm not going to grow. And that's a big part for me. How did you, how did people earn your trust? Um, 
I think one of the biggest things is, you know, vulnerability. Mm -hmm. It's probably one of my biggest challenges, but yet it means so much when I see someone vulnerable with me and and, and open and honest with me. Right. To me, when I'm working, for example, when I'm working with a a group of officers that uh, maybe have just gone through a real traumatic situation, uh, it affects each one of them differently. But our relationship goes to a completely new level when I'm willing to be vulnerable and share something that's bothering me or that I'm dealing with, then they automatically start to open up and share that. And that two-way trust, it's like our bond grows stronger and stronger. So for me, it's vulnerability. Yeah, I I have to tell you, you're absolutely right. You got to start with you, you know. And if you're not sitting there in authenticity, how do you expect anybody to trust that, right? That's it. Um, I grew up in, you know, I'm a little bit more senior than you, but you could probably relate to that with your dad. You know, your word was your bond back when I grew up. You know, you did a shake hand. That's how we did agreements. And my dad and my grandfather pounded in me, you know, you compromise that or mistrust that or mistreat that, you're no longer a man. I mean, that was pretty severe, but, you know, your word was your bond and that the handshake was, it was an agreement, you know. Right. And I think, you know, as a business leader, you've got to do a lot of things that are sometimes the the hardest. They're the hard decisions. They're the, hey, I've got to I've got to let somebody go and, and help them on to find a better position. Um, there's just a boy. Every day you can run across so many difficult things. But if people know that you're for them and that you're you've done the relational capital ahead of time, um, I think that's where. Um, they know that, okay, this may be tough to take, but I know they're for me. And um, that just is powerful to be building that every day. Yeah. I love what you're doing with the law enforcement, the first responders, because you're right. They see horrific things all the time, you know. And uh, personally, myself, I don't know how I could handle that on a daily basis. You know, some of these folks, particularly if they're in an urban area, you know, dealing with uh, some of the horrendous things that they see, you know. Uh, that human beings can do to each other. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing with that that I'm really beginning to see and understand. Um, we we don't want to look at brokenness, mm-hmm. but um, brokenness is okay, you know, because cracks are where the light gets in. Yep. And if there's anything that I would say to a business leader listening is, um, business leaders are very aware and very perceptive more so than just about anybody else. They see things and that's what makes them great at developing new products and and bringing them to new markets. If you see brokenness and you see cracks, be the light that goes into that. Walk in that light and start building some trust. Um, You know, and I think those broken places, their trust has been broken over and over repeatedly, but um, we know that we're called to walk in the light. So yep. how we train for that in center shot is we, we train all of our coaches to be loving environment developers. We call them LED. <laughs> you are a, not a light emitting diode, but really <laughs> you are the light of Christ comes through you. You're a loving environment developer. And I think yep. that's part of being trustworthy. Um, Jesus built as, as you grow in your faith, you begin to realize he's going to build you into what he was. And that is genuine and gentle. There's some hard things you got to say, but you can say them um, and create some safe environments for that to be said. So, well, like you said, truth and love, right? Those it. are two things that go hand in glove. And, uh, and speaking truth and love into somebody's life, you know, it's not easy. 
And there's, you know, it's not what you say, it's how you say it sometimes, right? That's right. Uh, you know, and doing that in a loving way, but at the same time, uh, you know, sometimes you have to take a firm stand with things. You know, things get to be uh, kind of ugly sometimes, particularly in business, you know, where, to your point, during COVID, I mean, my heart goes out to these people that had their, their business got destroyed during this yeah. whole thing. Yeah. And then what happens, you know, out of that whole thing? So coming up around people like that, people that are unemployed, people that are looking for work, you know, that, you know, that, that milk of human kindness and being the hands and feet of Christ, it goes a long way. And I think we're seeing more of that now because of COVID. And I think God, God is doing some amazing things, I think. We're, we're going to come out of this far better than we did going into it. You know, I think that people are slowing down a little bit more. They're cherishing relationships. To your point, having some some deeper conversations and getting to know people instead Absolutely. of just a surface bump that we were on before. Absolutely. When you're busyness and you're not being still, stillness has a powerful thing. Oh, and yeah. You with God, you hear the distractions are out of the way. Um, <clears throat> I think we can be all those things when we're secure in our identity. So it's it comes back to trusting God, trusting who you made, who he made you to be, and then knowing that people are going to break trust with us. That's part of human nature. It's going to happen. So trust God anyways. I love it. Well, folks, I want to remind you again, you want to text us at 224-404-1988 with the keyword life bow. And one listener that does that and texts us in first one is going to get a free bow from Genesis bow through uh, center shot ministries. Also for every listener that texts us is going to get, some great material here, video. We're going to get a planner to you and all that stuff. So, listen, we're going to be back here next Saturday at Faith Marketplace from noon to 1 o'clock where we equip entrepreneurs, small business owners, and creatives with resources plus community to make kingdom impact to glorify mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. Get out there and check us out at faithmarketplace.com. Lots of resources. By the way, all the podcasts are up there for the last seven years. You want to get out there and check that out. We'll be talking to you next Saturday. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.